0: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Now, if you're looking at that picture and you're wondering how we got here, you probably weren't here last week. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, the final week, Daniel brought us here. Uh, the last time we were in Daniel, I guess that was two weeks ago already, wasn't it? And uh, Daniel chapter 9, at the end of the chapter, he said. The angel Gabriel told Daniel, 70 weeks are decreed for your people. And we broke that down, and we realized that 69 of those weeks have been completed, and there's one yet to be completed. That's what brought us to Revelation. Uh, Most, not all, there there are some Bible uh, scholars, and I think you would call them preterists, that's not a derogatory term, but that... They mean that uh, all of the prophecies have already been fulfilled. And, uh, and that's kind of hard for me to grab. Uh, but there's so many things in this 70th week, this last final week, that were not completed. Uh, it predicted the coming of Christ. That was completed. It predicted his crucifixion. That was completed. But then there was several other things that are not completed. Most scholars believe that when you come to Revelation chapter 6, verse 1, that is the beginning of this 7, Daniel's final 7. And that's what we're looking at today. So Daniel brought us there, and Pastor brought this up last time, because uh, I started out last time, (coughs) went went through the basic views of the tribulation. The pre-tribulation rapture, the mid-tribulation rapture, the post-tribulation rapture, and then one that isn't gained so much traction, but it's called the pre-wrath rapture. And you could almost say that's a post-tribulation rapture because it's after the tribulation and the great tribulation, but prior to the wrath of God being poured out. Where the post-tribulation would say it's after the wrath of God is poured out. So that would be the differentiation there. But Pastor brought this up, that, that whether you're pre-, post-, mid Pam, trib, whatever you are we would agree on these three points or we should agree, we should be able to agree on these three points and one is that there is a time of great tribulation coming, Christ talked about that, Paul talked about that, Joel talked about that the prophets talked about that so that's probably one that we should if we don't we should be able to agree on that, again after the tribulation Christ will return to establish his kingdom on earth that one we should be able to agree with. Uh, now, we're using tribulation here in the sense that the tribulation is the entire seven years. Uh, according to the pre-wrath position, the, the uh, tribulation is broken down into tribulation and wrath. Where the tribulation stops, the wrath of God begins. So that would be a little... We'd agree with this, but we'd, terminology would be a little different. And there will be a rapture. That's another one that, that basically most Christians can believe on, unless you were a preterist, and then you'd believe that the rapture already took place in 70 AD. I don't even want to get into that. That's just too, too hard. Uh, if you want to hear about that, uh, R.C. Sproul talks about it. He doesn't believe it, but he talks about it. Uh, so then the question is, is when does the rapture occur in relation to the tribulation and the second coming of Christ? That's the question, whether, whether it is. Now, uh, <clears throat> oops, wrong button. Uh, all the rapture view, views have weaknesses. I won't say that, uh, I, and I've already told you, I lean towards the pre-wrath view myself. I'm not dogmatic about it. It's just the one that seems to me to be falls into what I see in the scriptures best. But uh, I I admit that the Bible does not give a timeline concerning future events. Uh, Scripture does not teach one view over the other. And then there's differences of opinion within the same camps. Uh, All the pre-tribbers don't agree on all all the points. They have different times. The pre wrath, there's no... Consistent agreement. Some agree on some points and disagree on other points. So we shouldn't hold any one of these views too tightly. It, it's good to know them all, uh, and because probably all of them are a possibility. Uh, so don't hold one view too tightly. Go ahead, Doug.
1: Um, these aren't heaven and hell issues.
0: And they're not heaven and hell issues. Good point, Doug.
1: Because whatever happens, whether we're here or not, it's going to happen the way God planned it. Right. And we, can, we do not know the mind of God.
0: And, and when we started Daniel, I asked the question, why do we even study eschatology?
1: To learn about God.
0: And to prepare, too. Yeah. Uh,
1: uh,
0: the Bible teaches it. So we we need to study it. Uh, it's, a lot of it's still a mystery. You know what a mystery is in the Bible? Something that has not yet been revealed. So there's a lot of this that's still mystery, and one day it will be revealed. But uh, don't hold too tightly to your views on on one side or the other. That would be my, that's just me. Uh and again, we looked at this Revelation. Uh, one of the arguments is, is that, like Matthew 24 and most of Revelation, is not written to the church. It's written to unbelievers and the Jews. But uh, John is told, write on a scroll what you see, and send it to the seven churches. So this letter was written to the churches. Pastor, were these churches Gentile or Jewish.
1: Uh, they were probably a mix of both. Okay. Um, it depended on some of them. Like Ephesus had a uh, Ephesus had a pretty large Jewish population there. Okay, but uh, it was quite quite probable that there were Jews and Gentiles in those. Terms. Jews
0: and Gentiles. So it's written to both then. Yes, and, but, but not to the Jewish religion, but to no. the Jewish the Messia- what we call today Messianic Jews. Yes, Jews who have accepted Jesus as Messiah. So it's written to the church. So I I would argue then that the entire book of Revelation is is relevant to the church. Now this is a review. We we got through the first four or five seals uh, last week. So we're just going to do a quick review. When the lamb opened the first seal, he saw a white horse and on it sat a rider. And this rider uh, had a bow. Uh, John MacArthur said that signifies, the fact that he had a bow and no arrows. signifies that he came in peace. Uh, I would look at it different. Because, like I said, if you do a search in the, New, in the Old Testament, you'll find 53 verses where armies went out armed with bows, no mention of arrows. So, arrows are implied. I think the fact that he had a bow, he came in peace, but he also had a bow. Teddy Roosevelt said, speak softly and carry a big stick. I think that's what this, how this guy comes. I don't think the bow is, is, a, is a sign of peace because there's no arrows. I think the bow means he's got military might behind him. No matter what's coming out of his mouth, there's power behind him, military power. And he was given a crown, a crown and we also talked about that to Stephanos. It's not a, not a diadem. A diadem is a royal crown. A Stephanos is a victor's crown from the Olympic Games. And he went out conquering to conquer. Now, whether you're pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, pan-trib, most scholars believe that this is the beginning. He comes, and what does he do? Remember, it said, we learned about this in Daniel. He makes a peace agreement with Israel. So he comes in peace. That's his, and uh, like Paul said, he comes as an angel of light, and that's the way he shows up as an ambassador of peace. He's going to be eloquent, he's going to win a lot of favor. Uh, he's also going to be the great divider. Uh, we're, we're still called the United States of America. Are we still united? <laughs> uh, you, most of you remember. Uh, racial division. It still exists today, but that's been around forever. Uh, but now, it seems like they're working overtime to get us divided racially. Uh, there was a time when, uh, it was at the Gloria Steinman, the feminist movement, and they started male against female division. Well, there was many of us that didn't buy into that. So now what do we have? Now we have, what, 120 other sexes to divide us? So they've they've divided us that way. Uh, We're divided politically. Uh, Today, a 52% win in an election is a landslide. We're divided. Uh, And then last week I mentioned this, and I hope you didn't misunderstand me. I wasn't making a... uh, a value statement on the vaccine but i was saying look how they've divided us with the unvaxxed versus the vaxxed uh and just before thanksgiving the cdc came out with a statement if you want to be safe stay away from unvaccinated people so they're still trying to drive that wedge of division and that's what i believe this guy is going to do he's going to come in peace and then he's going to ramp up the division and he's going to cause us to be divided
2: can I make a point about the last guy? I'm sorry? Can I make a point about the last sure. guy? Sure. You look at the imagery of Christ when he comes triumphantly the second time, he's sitting on a white horse with a crown carrying a two-edged sword. Yeah. He's carrying sitting on a white horse with a crown carrying a bow. He's an imagery of the Antichrist. Okay. Yeah. He's, a, he's a false Christ. And when you have a nation which is longing for a God and they're wanting a temple, in in you know, in Jerusalem, guy comes along, sitting on a white horse, carrying a bow. You don't ask too many questions.
0: <laughs> true, true. Uh, yeah, and uh, he's
2: to deceive, deceive. Israel.
0: Well, that, that's true that, yeah, that, And here, here, you know, you're saying. I, I know what you're saying. He's coming as as a deceiver. Uh, Antichrist is only used one time in the New Testament, I believe, and it's in First John. Uh, Antichrist. The word Antichrist can mean two things, against Christ or in place of Christ. Now, our word anti doesn't mean two things, but the Greek word does. The Greek word anti anti, uh, can either mean in place of or against. And I believe they they use that Jewish word, that uh, that, uh, Greek word, because it fits in both ways. He comes in place of, like you said. So
2: I would say it's a type and type off situation. You have, yeah. you have Christ as a type and then you have the the false one. Like Noah is a uh, an example of the end times. Mm-hmm. And so in Scripture, you always have type, type off, type and type off between Old and New Testament. And I would say he is a type and type off situation, whereby you have the coming Messiah. And you have a false messiah coming before so It says in the end, all these false messiahs will rise up. And I believe that's an example of all. So when I say Antichrist, I don't mean specifically the Antichrist, but a type of Antichrist.
0: Yeah, and for those of you who weren't here last week, you'll see it says Matthew 24. I paralleled them, and we're, we're skipping through the parallels in Matthew just for, so we can get into today's lesson. Uh, but Jesus said, beware, false prof- many false prophets will come. Do not be deceived. So this coming of the white horse, or the slide before this, this coming of the white horse, uh, there could be many of them coming. One will distinguish himself, but there, there will be many of them before him and even during his time. Uh, an interesting uh, thing is, did, did you know that the Islamic religion has an end times theology that parallels this? Pastor shaking his head, Yes. Uh, they believe in a Mahdi, or Ma- Ma- Mahdi, will come riding on a white horse. This is from their own literature. He'll come riding on a white horse, like Revelation one through two, right in their scriptures. Uh, so they believe in a Mahdi will come riding on a white horse, uh, and he will con- he'll he'll confirm a covenant with a Levite Jew, the priestly Jew, and. He will convert many Jews to Islam. And then he will call down Isa. Do you know who Esau is? Jesus. Jesus. The prophet Esau. They believe that Jesus is a prophet. The prophet Esau will come down and convert many Christians. And then it goes on to say, and those who are not converted will be killed. Also expecting under- Second seal. <laughs> Say what? They're also expecting
2: their Messiah to come out of a the pit. There is a pit. If you, if, if you speak to a bunch, any, any of the Muslims and you get into an eschatological discussion with them, one of the things that comes up is there's two big things that they look at. One, in the Quran, it specifically states that they will have the tallest building in the world. And so I've been told by several Muslims. There's a pred- prophecy that says they will have the largest building, which they currently totally do. And so they see that as the beginning of the end times, according to their scriptures. Secondly, in Iran, there is a cave. And the Iranian Revolutionary God believes that if they can throw the scroll down there, the Antichrist will come out of the pit.
0: Okay, and that's a Revelation as well. That's a
2: Revelation as well. So they, they yeah. which is why they want to look weapon, because they believe if you get that Antichrist, they have to start World War Three. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. There's a lot of parallels there. And Antichrist could be could be from the nation of Islam. We don't know where he's coming from, but there's enough there's enough false Christs out there for everybody. Enough to please everyone. Uh, Then when we saw the second seal, he opened it up. A fiery red horse went out, granted the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth and that people should kill one another. And there was given to him a sword. People will kill one another. This is not just talking about war, but it is included in war. But people will kill one another. Why? Because of the many divisions that he's going to cause one group is going to see the other group as the problem especially those who don't accept the Antichrist they're going to be the problem Antichrist could rule, he would have authority but you guys are holding out and they will begin not only to, to have wars but people will kill other people just, and thinking that they're serving God and doing so
1: um, if you look at today you, you could put it right here
0: I know. Sometimes I wonder if the seals are starting to yeah, open.
1: Yeah, because look at the division you're talking about between groups and everything. Look at the hatred that is born, is oh. and that hatred ends in what do we think? The hatred ends in death. Yeah. You know, hating somebody so much you want to kill them. So you could look at this and say, you know, might have been open. Yeah. But I, I think it's going to be much, much more terrible than. Well, look, it. look at the hatred
0: on social media. Yes. They're just they can't have a dialogue. You, you just you hate them or that's it. You know, no dialogue. No, no room for discussion. So yeah, this one will be wars as well as. And Jesus said there will be wars and rumors of war. Uh, then uh, in the uh, third seal, now this one is not given anything. Remember, the first one was given a crown. The second one was given a throne, or a, a throne, a uh, sword. Now this one has got a pair of scales in his hand. And this is going to be the natural fallout of wars and hatred and distrust and all that goes with the second seal. A uh, quart of wheat for Denarius, a day's wages for a day's worth of food. If you want if you if you uh, have a family, you might have to eat rougher foods. You might have to eat barley instead of wheat. Now we're—it's not that we're going to be grinding wheat like they did back then, but but the food is going to get very expensive, and and uh, be food rationing. That's the the symbol of the scales. And I believe the uh, do not harm the oil and the wine, finer foods will be abundant for the rich and powerful. That's the way I see that one. Uh, Now when he opened up the fourth seal, the fourth living creature, this is a turning point. Up till now, it's been the tribulation. This is where the great tribulation begins. So I looked and behold a pale horse in the name of him who sat on it was death and Hades followed him. What is Hades? Yeah. It's the place of the dead. Uh, it's not necessarily hell in Greek. It's where the dead are held. Uh, so Hades followed with him and power was given to them over a quarter of the earth, over one fourth of the earth to kill with the sword, with hunger, that's the famine, With death, the word there is pestilence, really, uh, disease. So, and the sword here does not just mean a sword. Uh, It can mean any weapon of destruction, chemical warfare. Uh, I would say germ warfare, but I think germ warfare would be there in in death. Uh, The pestilence, but uh, chemicals, uh, poisonings, you name it. Any any way man can think of killing, they've they've done it. Uh, and then by the beasts of the earth, uh, God had placed a fear of the animals, or a fear of man, into the animals to protect mankind. Uh, to, to, today, there's only two animals that I know of that will actually stalk a man for food. That would be a polar bear. Yeah you ever run across one up there? Yeah, yeah you don't go close to them. Keep your distance. Yeah. Keep your distance. yeah, they will actually stalk a human for food. Uh, a lion will stalk a human for food. And it didn't used to be that the mountain lions were so bold, but now they've become bold. There's been instances of joggers being killed by mountain lions. I read an article in either Sports Afield or Outdoor Life, and this has been about five or more years ago, About animals that you wouldn't think of attacking humans now starting to attack humans. So, this is already starting to take place. But in this day, animals will have no fear of humans and that they will stock them for food.
1: Al, when you say that, it says kill a fork, birth protein 8 billion people. That means 2 billion people will be caught. Try
0: and think of that, how, I mean, yeah, and according, and according all the wars that have
1: ever happened, never come, it hasn't come close to a billion people dying.
0: Right, and the, and there's uh, there's the people that want to reduce the population of the earth, and that's not even enough for them yet. Malthusians. Pardon?
2: Malthusians.
0: What is the number they're looking for?
2: 500 million. 500 million. Yeah, after that's that. going to be made up of the Chinese and Japanese, because according to the Malthusians and the uh, educated elites, they're already crying for subservience. Can I make a suggestion, now on that guy? What you're seeing with the fourth horse is the out of the third horse. And as a side note, since COVID, 30-plus million extra people have died of famine due to COVID lockdowns in the last two years alone. Mm-hmm. I think we're closer to 100 million people by the end of this year, which is... Why are you seeing you massive changes of migration into Europe and into North America? Because we still have provisions. All driven by lockdowns
0: and the social distancing. Yeah. It's a, it's a crazy world that we're in, and signs are that we're headed fast towards this. Uh, Let no one deceive you by any means, Paul wrote, for the day of the Lord will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. He wants to be into the temple of God and he is going to try desperately. Uh, Where is the temple of God today? right here, he is trying to get into God's temple and we know with the Holy Spirit he's not going to be allowed into this temple but there are many who profess to be Christians who are not Christian those are the temples he's going to get into, if and when the Jews rebuild a temple, he's going to want into that temple uh but do not fear those who kill the body and cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not hoping for a pre-wrath rapture. I'm hoping for a pre-trib, but I'm, I want to be ready for the pre-wrath because I might have to go through this. And I'm reminded of our three friends in Daniel chapter 3, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When they were called before the king... What they say to the king? Our God is is able to save us from your hand, but even if he doesn't, we will not serve your gods, we will not bow down. They were ready for both. They believed God would and could and possibly would save them, but they allowed for the possibility that he might not. He says, even if he doesn't, we will not serve your God. And that's why I say, I think we need to be like them and be ready for either option. Uh, Revelation chapter 6, verse 9 through 11, the fifth seal. Did we get here last week? We did get here last week? Okay. The souls, pay attention, real close attention to that sentence there, the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and the testimony they had maintained. Okay, they called out in a loud voice, How long, sovereign Lord, holy and true, until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood? Then each of them was given a white robe, and they were told, Wait a little longer, until the number of their fellow servants and brothers who were to be killed as they had been was complete. Okay. I believe the souls who had been slain because of the word of God and the testimony they had maintained is all of the martyrs throughout history, starting with Stephen. Jesus was the first martyred, but Stephen was the first of the church, I believe. At least that's that's the first we know of to be martyred. And uh, he said, Jesus, receive my spirit. So I believe these prayers, and I believe what's being remember all of the all the seals except one something was has been released, or given, uh, given a crown, given a sword, given power. Now the saints, God has been hearing these prayers for over two thousand years, and I mean you and I have done this. We've prayed, and the answer is wait. <laughs> and and God's been saying wait for over two thousand years, and now these the prayers are going up to God, and God says okay, the time is. I think I think He's saying right here the time is close, and He give them a white robe, meaning okay, it's it's right at hand. Just hang in a little bit longer. There's a few more that are going to be killed for their testimony. wrong buttons here. Uh, And Jesus told us the same thing. We're paralleling. We're paralleling the uh, scriptures here. Jesus said, Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you'll be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other, and many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of increased wickedness, the love of most will go cold but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. And again, I've I've said this before, uh, that last, very last phrase, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved, is not saying, it's not a warning, hang on tight, because you could get lost too. No, once we're saved, we're saved. That's eternal. We're in God's hand. And Jesus even said that. He says, they're in God's hand. Nobody can pluck them out of his hand. And so that's where we're at. I think rather what he's saying is the elect will be saved because they will stand firm to the end. This is this this heat that's come on here now. We've seen the tribulation, the great tribulation, and the pressure is turned way up. And it's like uh, <clears throat> when I was when I was young and on the farm, we uh, we had we had milk cows, but we didn't sell the milk. You had to be a grade A or a grade B dairy to sell milk. Well, we we were neither. So we sold the cream, and we had a cream separator. Anybody seen a cream separator? Oh, yeah. Okay, Doug has. It, it's a contraption. <laughs> it's a mechanical deal, and it uses centrifugal force, centrifugal pressure to separate the milk from the cream. So you, we'd milk the cows, pour it into the top. There was a big holding tank, and it would run down into the separator, and then there was two spouts, and it would spin, And the pressure would force the cream to the top and it would come out one spout and the milk would come out the other spout. There's a lot more milk in milk than there is cream. So we get a little bit of cream. Once a week we take that to town and sell it. And uh, that's what's going on here. The pressure is turned way up and it's separating. Uh, Jesus used the term separating the wheat from the chaff. Separating the goats from the lambs. Uh, and I'm using separating the milk from the cream, but this takes pressure to to, to do, and that's what's going on here. The pressure is separating. And uh, uh, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago or last week. Uh, there are I, there, there may be people out there who believe in the pre-trib rapture more than they believe in Jesus. and I hope that that's not the case you don't come to Jesus to escape the rapture you come to Jesus because you need a savior because of our sins there are churches full of people who are being told that Jesus wants you to be healthy and wealthy Uh, do you think that everybody in that church knows the real Jesus or do you think that a lot of them are just clinging to a Jesus who is a magician and will give them what they want.
1: they
0: paying fire insurance. Fire insurance? Well, they're hoping for fire insurance. But when the pressures turned up, remember, remember Paul talked about the great apostasy? And, uh, and Jesus right here says that, at that time many will turn away from their faith and betray each other. Uh, these ones who are clinging to a false Jesus will. Uh, will probably, they'll either recognize the real Jesus because they've been told about the real Jesus, but they're clinging to a false Jesus. They'll have a decision to make and hopefully they will accept the real Jesus, but if they don't, they will be separated out. Uh, The sixth seal, oh, I pushed the wrong button again. We'll get there yet. Uh, When he opens the seal. I saw him the altar. Yep, there we go. And this gospel will be the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. Okay. The pressure's on. It's hot. It's hot out there. The separator's running. And those of us who have the spirit of Jesus, the, the Holy Spirit, we're saved. We know the true and living God. We will. We will become evangelistic, very evangelistic, more so than now, I hope. Uh, I'm not very evangelistic now. I hope in that time I will become very outspoken for the Lord. And uh, so the gospel will be preached. And those in, those in the church, I mean, and I'm not just saying that the, the charismatic churches are the only ones that have uh, false believers in them. Uh, our church probably does. Every church has those who believe that going to church saves them. So those will hear the gospel and will be born. And so so when you see standing in the the holy place the abomination that causes desolation spoken of through the prophet Daniel let the reader understand this again, this this is towards the middle of the tribulation this is when Antichrist will reveal himself for who he is. Up till this point I believe the church will know who he is and even when he reveals himself for who he is, the world is going to accept him because he's doing what the world wants. Uh, you notice I'm skipping a few verses here for, for time's sake. Uh, go back and read them. Be a Berean and go ahead and read the whole thing. Uh, for then there will be great distress, unequal from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled. In those days, If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. The heat is going to be so hot, it would be like uh, the, separating the wheat from the chaff, but the wind is so hard that it it's blowing away the wheat as well. Uh, it, it's getting that hot, so Jesus is going to shorten those days. I don't know how that's going to be, you know, what, what that exactly is going to look like. And then for lightning, this comes from the east and is visible even in the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. It'll be obvious. The world will know. It won't be, I wonder who this is. They, they will know. Because the gospel has been preached to the whole world, the whole world will have heard, and not the whole world will have accepted. But when they see the Son of Man coming, It'll that, be obvious. There won't be any question.
1: Well, I think that it also goes along with the Antichrist. I think because of the Holy Spirit, when the Antichrist starts, you know, and, and hasn't taken the world yet, I think that Christians will be able to see that he is the Antichrist mm-hmm. uh, before, the you know, people start falling at his feet. And I think that's where... What do we do if we see that? We start praying harder.
0: Well, that's true. One of the gifts of the Spirit is discernment. But everyone has discernment. It's not a gift that just one person has and the other person doesn't. Everybody has discernment, but some are given a greater gift of discernment. But we all do. So use that discernment wisely and look and listen. And Jesus said, watch. Paul told us, watch, beware, be ready. Uh, Let the inhabitants, this is from Joel. This is not, these are separate passages in Joel, uh, (coughs) speaking about the day of the Lord. Let the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming. It is near, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness. For the day of the Lord is very awesome. Who can endure it? Remember that line, who can endure it? And I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and columns of smoke. The sun will be turned dark and the moon to blood before the great and awesome day of the Lord. This is from Joel way back in 400 B.C. probably or even earlier. When, when did Joel write? I don't remember. It should be
1: pretty close to that time frame, a little bit more, I mean closer to 500.
0: Closer to 500 B.C. So written way back then about the day of the Lord, and then watch this. I watched as he opened the sixth seal, there was a great earthquake, the sun turned black like sackcloth made of goat hair, the whole moon turned blood red, and the stars in the sky fell to earth as late figs dropped from a fig tree, when shaken by a strong wind. The sky receded like a scroll, rolling up, and every mountain and island was removed from its place." Then the kings of the earth, the princes, the generals, the rich, the mighty, and every slave and every free man hid in caves and among the rocks of the mountain. They called it a mountain and the rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the day of their wrath has come, and who can stand it? What Joel say? Who can endure it? And Joel also predicted the moon and the sun and the signs in the skies, and now here it is. Jesus, in Matthew 24, said immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from the sky, the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, the Son of the Man will appear in the sky and all the nations of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of the sky with great power and great glory. Uh, This is from John MacArthur, uh, from his uh, commentary on Revelation. The fourth described in this seal is overpowering fear. It's it's a time of terror. well, the first five seals will result from human activity. Did you notice that? The difference between the first five seals and the sixth seal? Human activity is what is happening in the first five seals. Man killing man. Government killing, <laughs> killing man. Governments fighting against each other. Now it's a turning point. Uh, well, the first five seals result... From human activity that God uses to accomplish His purpose, I would change that word "uses" to "allows." That God allows to accomplish His purpose. God does not use Satan's, but He's allowing Satan to be Satan. Just like in uh, in Romans chapter one, where it says God turned them over to the lusts—that's what they desired—and God finally says, "Okay, have it." And and uh, like Pharaoh. Uh, How many times did Pharaoh harden his heart, and then God finally said, or the scripture says, God hardened his heart. I think this is what's going on here, that God uses, or God allows Satan's purpose to accomplish, and then with the opening of the sixth seal, he begins direct intervention. That blood, uh, the moon, the sun, the, the hail, the earthquakes, this is all God now. Satan can't do that. God can do that. The previous five seals will be precursor to the full theory of the day of the Lord, which will begin with the sixth seal. And that's what the sixth seal did. It opened up the day of the Lord. Uh, Revelation chapter 7, verses 1 through 4. After this, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth that no wind might blow on earth or sea or against any tree, Then I saw another angel ascending from the rising of the sun with the seal of the living God, and he called out with a loud voice to the four angels who had been given power to harm the earth and the sea, saying, Do not harm the earth or the sea or the trees until we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. And he heard the number of the seal, 144,000 sealed from every tribe of the sons of Israel. And then the next verse is, breaks it down and tells you 12,000 from this tribe, 12,000 from that tribe, 144,000 sealed. I don't even claim to understand why or what's going on here. Uh, but I do know that later on, uh, Jesus will appear with that 144,000. It says they had the seal of God and of Jesus on their forehead. So it's got, it, it's got God's name and, and, and Jesus' name on their forehead. And they are protected through the wrath. Uh, some call them the 144,000 evangelists. I'm, like I said, I'm not going to try to even understand this one because we need to move on anyway. Uh, now here, this is, uh, this is back, now we've skipped a few verses We're 9 through 10. After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne in front of the Lamb, and they were wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Now I skipped a few verses. Uh, This is the angels are praising God, and an elder says to John, Who are these people? And John says, You, sir, you know who they are. You please tell me. And the the elder says, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Okay, a multitude that you can't number. Uh, and what different, what's different about this group and the group in the fifth seal? First ones were martyrs. First ones were martyrs. These, it says they came out. Doesn't say they were killed. It Says they came out. The
1: rapture.
0: That's my. The rapture. That's that's where I stand. I believe this is the rapture. This is where. Uh, now remember, we're still in. We're still in the sixth seal. What happened in the sixth seal? The thunder. The lightning. The moon, this, all the signs, the earthquakes, and people hidden in the rocks. And at this point, this is all happening at the same time, simultaneously. And I believe that when before God poured out his wrath on the earth, he took this group, which is all of the believers, the church, everyone who is saved, the elect, and raptured them out. That's my... That's my take on it.
2: you got to go back to Genesis. I'm sorry? You've got to go back to Genesis. Okay. The uh, multitude that can't be numbered, promise given to Abraham. Your seed should be like the like stars that can't be numbered. The 144,000, it's oh. showing a completeness. Uh, yeah, we're not going
0: gonna to deal with the 144,000.
2: I'm saying, just look at his it completeness. It's showing that there's a completeness of the whole tribe of Israel. Okay. And that's all I'm going to say on that one. Okay. It's, it's showing it's completed. If you look at that, and you understand the tribe of Israel is reunited, Israel and Judah, because right now we only have half, we have two out of twelve. You show it, What it's showing it is the ten that are missing are completed. I'm annoying the number. But you look at this, this is specifically going back to Abraham, and your, your, your descendants will be numbered like those among the stars. They'll be
1: unnumberable. Okay. You type off. Thank you. Al? It says these are they that have come out of the great tribulation. I, I'm going to just give my... Okay, go ahead. It's after the rapture. These are the saved after the rapture.
0: Now, that would be a pre-tribulationist view, yes.
1: Okay, these are the coming out of the great Mm -hmm. tribulation because we won't go through it.
0: We will go through the great tribulation. We won't go through the wrath of God. That's my take. Okay. So, and, see, and, see and, and, yeah. and the pre-tribulation view is, yes, that, that would be, okay, I should have brought that up, that it would be the pre-tribulationist view, that before that first seal opens, the church is gone,
1: uh-huh.
0: and uh, they don't have a point, that, and neither do we really. Well, we actually have a little, little better point, one we can point to, but they say no, no, that's the believers who became believers during the tribulation and the great tribulation. And now they're raptured okay. out.
1: So it's just part of the view. Part yeah. Of one view.
0: And, and in my thinking, that number would be able to co- be counted. But that's just me. Okay? Okay. Um, I'm kind of confused on your belief uh, with wrath. And as believers, we are not called under wrath. Right. And are you saying that there's part of the tribulation? That is, is not, not the not wrath, wrath of God. God. Yes, mm-hmm. that that, that would, would be the, that. the 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 uh, the uh, pre-wrath rapture opinion is that the first the tribulation, because Jesus told us we will have tribulation in this world. We will suffer in this world. They hate me; they'll hate you also.
1: And you're co- counting that to be the first three and a half.
0: Roughly, We don't know exactly when that is. How many years it is. Jesus said he would cut it short because the elect wouldn't even be able to stand if he didn't cut it short. Well, uh, I believe that,
1: I mean, I thought that the tribulation was considered seven years with three and a half and then the great tribulation starts for the next three and a half. Uh, but,
0: well, most, most would divide it in three parts. The tribulation, the great tribulation, and the wrath of God. The wrath of God begins at, at the sixth seal. That one, John MacArthur and the, uh, post, the pre-wrath view would agree. That would be the beginning of God's wrath being poured out. Uh, the statement from John MacArthur that the first five seals are the result of man, man acting against man, where God begins his direct intervention on the sixth seal. And, yeah, that is a hard pill for some people to swallow because we've been taught that the entire tribulation is the wrath of God. Where I don't see it that way. I see the first part of the tribulation is, let's say, the wrath of Satan, which is already existent in the world. Uh... The persecuted church that uh, we see every Sunday here, and I imagine you have a film again today. On the no, no film today, and the uh, on the persecuted church, they are feeling the wrath of Satan uh, being poured out on them, and God is allowing it. I, I guess I don't want to ask him why, but uh, because he's got his reason that. I mean, we don't have to agree on it, <laughs> and uh, just you okay, understand. I just wanted to see where you're at.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. So, uh, getting short again here. Uh, after this, I look. Okay. Uh, and I believe this is this is the uh, the rapture point here. Now, uh, this and, and like Doug said, in the pre-tribulationist view. This would not be the rapture of the church. This would be a rapture of the believers who became, or those who became believers during the first part of the tribulation. And I hope they're right. Uh, At the time of the sign of the son of man will appear in the sky and all the nations of the earth will mourn. They will see the son of man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory and he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of the earth to the other. And obviously, if they if they come to faith in God during the first part of the tribulation, they are his elect. So that this would fit either view. It's not one view or the other here. And I, I should have said this before I started that the pre-wrath view is not the official position of this church. Of Yellowstone Baptist Church, I don't know. Do we, we don't have an official position on that. I don't believe. Uh, I remember one church I, I uh, was at; they had it in their doctrinal position: the pre-tribulation rapture, and you had to sign that you agreed that to be a member. So, there, there's no there's no official rapture view in this church, is there? Okay, when he opened the seventh seal, this is where the day of the Lord breaks out. Uh, prior to this, it's been been bad, but you ain't seen nothing yet. Now it's, <laughs> it's going to really get bad. And when he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about a half an hour. And I saw the angels who stand before God, uh, and they were given seven trumpets. So the seventh seal, when it opens, what it does is it opens the seven trumpets. Now the, now the seven trumpets are permitted and then each trumpet will sound. And like I said, if you, know, you you think it's bad now, now it really gets, the heat gets turned up. Hot. Any other questions? Doug? Comment
1: on that. There was a silence in heaven for about half an hour. Up until that point, God is being praised all the time. Every second what we call it, would be praised and it would be billions and billions of voices and they stop for half an hour. That would be an eerie, I mean, to us, it would be an eerie silence that would be unbelievable.
0: Well, yeah, it, 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 it definitely defines the significance of what's happened now and what's going to happen. Entire heaven is standing there, quiet, and watching. And then the seventh seal is finally given, or the, the first trumpet is given permission to uh, to blow his trumpet. Go ahead, Pastor.
1: Starting in January again, Lord willing, we will be back in Revelation 6-8 through eight, and we'll be covering a lot of this in depth. Good, good. So, I'm waiting
0: for that. Yeah. So, any other thoughts? Well, thank you. Uh, Let's let's bow our heads. Thank you, Lord. Lord, for uh, giving us your word. As confusing as it is sometimes, Lord, help us to understand and and help us to be more concerned about what we do understand than what we don't understand. Help us to obey what we do understand and to uh, to, uh, accept... The things we don't understand that we will one day, it'll become clear. Uh, Paul even said, they said, right now we're looking through a mirror, but one day it'll be as clear as right in front of us. Uh, Lord, help us to uh, to not wait until that day to become evangelistic. Help us to be evangelists today. Uh, dismiss us now in our, in our Savior's name. Amen. Amen.